0: hello my friends i am so happy to have this podcast recording with you today Uh, today i really feel uh, led to give my testimony and so this is i'm going to try not to make it too long but i do have some parts that i feel could be Encouraging to um, a new believer, or also a believer who's kind of, you know, gone another way and and in taken interest in different things that don't align with Jesus or the Bible, and um, and and uh, I pray that the testimony brings you back uh, to what where you truly should be amen (laughs) and i do believe uh whomever listens to this it is specifically a word for you um and this testimony and message is for you and i just thank you guys for listening to the podcast as well and um if you haven't yet go ahead and uh after this podcast, go ahead and listen to uh, the interview I did with uh, Stephanie D. Alicia uh, about her daughter Catherine. It's a very powerful interview, and uh, it's life changing, and it'll really give you a perspective that I know people don't really uh, receive um, in these interviews, and it's not really talked about like that. So. Uh, definitely go check that out and what I'm referring to is pregnancy and infant loss it's not really talked about okay so um, I want to start by saying that I was told okay the beginning of my spiritual journey I'll start there I was first baptized Catholic and uh, but my family they're not practicing Catholics (laughs) and practicing would be like they go to mass all the time they go and light candles and you know all of this um they're not practicing so and they weren't when I was younger I just was baptized I have godparents and um that was the beginning Uh, after a while i think around when i was like 11 or whatever i was always seeking god so i always loved god and i always was seeking god even when i was a little kid so um when i was like maybe like 11 or something i'm thinking i was 11 i might have been even younger than this to be honest with you i was supposed to receive my first holy communion And that was through a Spanish-speaking Lutheran church. So, uh, this Lutheran church, they would go pick up the kids. So, uh, you know, and we never had a car when I was young. So, they would go pick up the kids and take them to church. And so, my mom would let me go. And, um, like I said, it was a Spanish-speaking church. My first language is English. So... But I, I do thank God for that experience, though. So. And, uh, but I, I was supposed to receive holy first, my first Holy Communion, and it, that didn't happen. Um, and so, after that, I think, when it came to church, we would go, you know, we would go to Mass for holidays. Uh, maybe single the mile or like just different holidays, but it was never you know a thing all the time, okay. And and when I was younger, like I said, I would go to different churches. So even when I was younger, I went to a, a church. I believe it was like um, Church of Christ or something. Now this church, that was like the first time I was exposed to people, you know, falling down with the Holy Ghost and all of that and I do remember this girl I went to uh, she lived in the neighborhood with us and she was very attention seeking and I do remember her falling down with the Holy Ghost claiming to have the Holy Ghost and later on we knew that she was just doing the most Um, (laughs) and that was when I was a kid I mean, I was, I was young, um, and uh, where I was living there, I was like in the north, uh, northeast part of Kansas City, and um, then we moved to Independence, Missouri, and I don't remember going to church in Independence, Missouri, I might have, I don't remember though. I don't remember going to church in uh, middle school, uh, so I don't know if we went to church around that time. I don't think we did. Um, I don't think I even did either. So, the, but then when I finally moved away from Independence, I moved to North Kansas City, and um, I went to high school in North Kansas City and Missouri, and um, and so. Then I connected with uh these two people uh, a guy and a girl and um, we would go church hopping so we would go to different uh, like denominations and of churches. so I've literally been to every denomination of church like I've been to. Um, like I said before, Lutheran, Methodist, um, Catholic, um, I'm sure I've been to a Presbyterian, but of course, you know, Presbyterian is, um, and you, any other denominations I'm trying to remember, the Church of Christ, you know, like just different churches. Um, and so we would go to different ones and I remember going to a Baptist church and, um, and I did not like it when I first went to a Baptist church, because, like, they would ask, like, you to stand up, they would ask you what church you went to, if you went to a church, and I just didn't like that, like, like, in the Baptist church, and they, I mean, for the most part, I believe they still do this. <laughs> I don't go to a Baptist church now. I go to a a Pentecostal church. I didn't know it was Pentecostal. I just felt the Holy Ghost there. I just felt the Spirit of God there. And I just, I've never stepped in a church and felt like it was home until the church that I go to right now. So that's why I go there. Um, cause I, that's, I've never had that experience in my whole 30 something years. So, um, and, um, and so, yeah, I didn't like the Baptist church, like, because of that. Cause I felt like they put you on the spot and I didn't have a church and I was just like, okay, <laughs> like, can I just be here? Can I just get the word without you wanting to know who I am and why I'm here? <laughs> You know, oh, I did go to church a little bit in middle school. Now I remember. So, um, and I'm telling you, I was, I was, uh, as a kid, we smoked cigarettes, all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, it's just all bad. (laughs) So then, so then that was like high school. Cause I, yeah, I smoked some cigarettes like outside the church and went to church and went inside like in middle school um and it wasn't really it, it was it was it was a cigarette but not you know what I mean you know what I'm saying so um, yeah so then I uh I remember like always seeking God my whole life like I just wanted I just wanted to know God and, um, and then as I got older, so I was, you know, baptized in the Catholic Church. They just put a, you know, they sprinkled the holy water on the baby's head, right? Like that's how I was baptized the first time. And so in high school, I was seeking God and all of this. And so, uh, we would go to different churches, different denominations. And, um, and at this time too, I was still like, I was praying. I was, I didn't know the word, um, at that time. Uh, I didn't know, I didn't know any songs except for, I think I knew Jesus loved me. Jesus loves me. Like that's it. And, and if you, if you know me, I'm a person, I learn a song so quick. Like, I love music. I have that. And um, and I love to sing. I love to make up songs. Like, that's just my personality. It's just who I am. And um, and so, it's really easy for me to learn a song. Like, in, in quickly. Like, I'll learn quickly. But I didn't know any Christian songs. Except for, like, Christmas songs. And Jesus loves me. For a long time. And um, okay. Could sing all of those songs at three. Okay. Hit the high note for Mariah Carey. Vision of love. At three. Like this is what I'm. Uh, this is just what I'm explaining. As far as my my love. And like for music goes. And you know. Anyway. So when so my first job though so I didn't get a job until I was like 17 and my first job was at the Salvation Army Camp and I was a kitchen aide and then I was like a cabin counselor at one point in time because they during the same summer right because they you know needed somebody or whatever and even then I was smoking blacks and I'm just being honest I want people to understand like how kids are for one but how we'll do things and like now i haven't smoked for a very long time like anything <laughs> and um like since i was like 24 or something like that and I'm, I'm 35 now so praise god because it does take 10 years for your lungs to heal from smoking so at least i've you know past the 10 year mark but um <clears throat> so that and and I used to be addicted I started smoking when I was like 11 years old I smoked cigarettes when I was a little kid okay <clears throat> I was sneaking get my mom's cigarette and um and it's so funny too because I'm I know some of you guys are listening to this like what <laughs> who not Lindsay Yes. Lindsay girl yes honey yes honey um and i liked smoking too i liked smoking um i did and i remember praying to the lord uh later on in life and just being like and just asking him like why do we like things that are so bad for us because it would really because uh, i don't drink either and 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 um and i used to like to kick it and party and go to the club i love dancing so um i would love to go to the club and stuff like that you ain't gonna catch me at no club honey you catch me look that's somebody else honey that ain't me <laughs> look you see somebody look like me honey. they look like me honey. that is not me at that club or that bar And people get mad, too, because people be having parties and stuff at bars and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to a bar. No. Like, I am a Christian. Like, I am a follower of Christ Jesus. What do I look like going to a bar unless I'm going there to witness about the goodness? Unless I'm going to give the good news that Christ came to save your life. Come on, somebody. You ain't gonna see me there. But if I'm going there, I'll, I'll go witness there. I ain't going drink with you and now that. I'm be there to tell you about the good news. So anyway, let me go back to the testimony. So, but I, I wanted to say this because I do know that I struggled a long time with smoking. It was hard for me to stop smoking. And and the reason why I did stop. Is because of God too. Because I out of God. And that's how I stopped smoking. So it was a promise. And I would outwardly. If I broke the promise. I would outwardly show it. Basically. And so. Okay. I feel led to share. Um, I. I learned from, um, yeah, told the Lord, because at the time I was, I was graduating college and I told the Lord, you know, I said, Lord, I'll never smoke another cigarette again. If I do, I won't wear makeup for a year. And, you know, you want to look good. I still wear makeup every now and again. Um, not all the time, definitely not every day. Um, and I'm not one of those Christians who, you know believe in like you can't wear makeup or jewelry or whatever. Uh, my my path ain't there yet. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be there. I do believe in modesty. Don't get me wrong, I do. Um, I do believe in um, your body being a temple. Because our bodies are temples and they host the Holy Spirit when you are in Christ Jesus. And so we shouldn't look like the world. I don't believe that we should look like the world at all. Um, I mean, we are in some ways going to look like the world, but not really. I mean, you're going to look like a human. (laughs) But I don't think that we should look like the world. Um, And... How I dress now is completely different than how I dressed back in the day. Um, and uh, I used to be the girl I would wear the same clothes from Saturday to Sunday. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Switch it up. Make it churchy looking. But like I said, now you ain't going to catch me in no no club or no bar um, negative and I don't even know how people live in their life after COVID and everything anyway. I don't even know how people live in their life after all of these mass um, murders in these clubs and in these public places. Uh, I really don't. I really don't. Um, but uh, that's not part of the testimony. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just being honest, though. It, it's just my my opinion and feelings about it um like the last thing I'd want to do is die in a club like I'm sorry I just you know what I mean um for what anyway um but like I said I used to be in the club though (laughs) and um so I had my first job Salvation Army camp like I said, I was still smoking. I was smoking black and miles, walking away, smoking black and miles, and then going to the chapel. Like, this is was what it was. And um, I learned the first scripture I ever learned by heart, which is Proverbs uh, three, four, uh, 3, 5, and 6. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path that is my staple scripture. I go back to it. God will send me back to it all the time. But whenever I have to remember my first love and and some of you guys who have been in Christ for some time, you know what I mean. Like you'll have transitions and you have to go back to your first love and remember when God first spoke to you, what he first spoke to you, what he first had you to understand. So after I learned that scripture, I would uh, I would always pray. I would always pray over all my tests, all my all my essays. I always prayed um, when it came to those things, because you know, as a kid, like that's the most important thing to you, right? It's school to do good in school, and so I would pray over tests. I would pray over papers and stuff like that. Same time though, you know, I'm. Being a kid, so in college, I was in choir and it was uh like a gospel choir, and uh, we would sing gospel songs and stuff, and it was real cool. Um, I went to mass too, uh, I like joined a Catholic group in college too to check it out or whatever. It was, I But I would do that, and I would do the gospel choir too. <laughs> Praise God and uh, from for my for my cultures. Amen. <laughs> and um, I had to be around all my people. Amen, yes, yes no. <laughs> I'm just playing. and uh, so. Um, let me think of what after that. Okay. So, with, um, I did meet my husband in college and I was 20. And um that's that's another story, though, but I will say this. Uh, I knew he was my husband. Well, I didn't know he was. I let me say this. I will say this. I knew when I was dating him that he was the man I prayed to God for, and, um, and, and he took me seriously to the first, uh, the first, like, uh, we had different dates or whatever, I think our first date was at, like, a Chinese restaurant or whatever, To his sister's wedding and so I met his sister and his mom and like a lot of his family members like way 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 at the beginning so anyway um so I was always telling him that I always told him I prayed for you I would always tell him that is very much and and when I prayed for him I was in high school When I prayed for a man like him, a man who loved God, who loved his family, who was ambitious, who was good looking, who was, you know, these different things that matter, right? (laughs) The things that matter the most, right? I prayed for the Lord to uh, bring me this man and, and also to bring me a man who could help me grow and we could grow together. And he did. He did and my husband got married in 2016. Before we got married is when I was really into the new age stuff. Like kind of dabbling into like the new age stuff and just like i um, interested in mostly just like meditation and uh, mindset stuff and like I would, um, I loved to meditate, I loved to do yoga because I loved like silencing my mind and just like focusing on my body and just like those different things. I've always been a person that's very intuitive um, and so... And, and it's a gift. It really is. I know it's a gift from God. Um, but of course, as Christians, we have to learn to make everything subdue to the Almighty. Because he, his spirit, is the ultimate, right? He, he's the ultimate spirit. He knows all, all and um, the things that we cannot see and cannot know unless we're in the vine. Unless, you know, we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and ask him to come into our hearts and um, and then and then also be uh, submissive and surrender to his continued development. <laughs> Cause he 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 transforms you. <laughs> The more you allow him to, the more you surrender, he will transform your entire life. No, because he has with mine, I dealt with a lot of rejection. I still, not really, I have overcome it. I know when the triggers happen, um, but I dealt with a lot of rejection with having an absentee father and a single mother, uh, being raised by a single mother. Who lived with manic depression and anxiety, pretty much most of my life. And she had a special needs son. And my brothers on the spectrum. So, as far as me and I go, uh, I, I had to grow up fast and I had to uh, be my own support system. And so, and I had to actually that to god too because i was straight up independent woman you know what i mean like <laughs> you know um i don't need nobody be like you don't even mean nothing to me I, I could live without you um and i used to really uh operate from that space god has healed me of those wounds he has completely changed that and i am able to um guard my heart he guards my heart he the word of god says that he will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus so um that's that's what god does that's a promise he gives us and so we should not uh be have any fear to love people uh to be generous towards people or giving towards people um, and if you're dealing with that, I come against that in the name of Jesus and cast it down because it is not of God. Fear is not of God. Cast out all fear. So we we don't fear to love because God is love and um God will guard your heart as well though. So, you know, establishing boundaries uh is very important. And the word of God will, it speaks about these things. You know, you got to open your Bible, open your Bible. You got to pray to the Lord, to remove things that are not that con- that that are contradictions to his word from your home. Cleanse your home of anything that is not of God. And if you want to look up and see whatever is not of God, what is not, you know, um, following Christ's walk. All you got to do is Google it in YouTube. My master's body is gone. Somebody took my master's body. She was telling him that. Crying to him. And he was like, Mary, it's me. You have to understand that Jesus is not. The story does not end with him on the cross. His body was not, was missing. They never found his body. Okay. So he's not he's not that image on the crucifix. That's why I don't got no crucifixes in my home. Not that image on the crucifix. I think it's important for us to acknowledge the crucifixion, obviously, because it means everything. We we have to acknowledge the whole thing though. Not just the crucifixion, but the resurrection as well. Like the resurrection is the hope. The resurrection is the hope he resurrected hello he is now back at the throne with the lord and he left the holy spirit here okay to guide us in all wisdom and all truth okay so you know open your bible know who not only god is because i i know I used to just have such an interest more so in God than Jesus. And there's no getting to God. And there's no understanding God more uh, as a man form. Like, that's why he came in a man form. That's why he came in as Jesus. Because, like, there's no better understanding, right? Like, because we are human. So, like, how much more are we going to understand it, you know? Because God is a spirit. God doesn't even, God doesn't have a form. He doesn't take one form, right? How can our minds even understand this? (laughs) Like, seriously, how can we even understand this? Okay, so, uh, so it's important to acknowledge Jesus, to acknowledge Christ Jesus and who he is and what he is and what he is, (laughs) you know, it's very important. So I have gone through that whole journey of removing everything and anything that is new age um, from my home and from, from my life. I do not entertain um, anything that is a cult or whatever to, um, you know, anything that's a witchcraft, you know, and I used to like that stuff, too. I used to like the little witch shows and all of that. I mean, I grew up off of that stuff. Charm and all that stuff. You will never see me watch that stuff now. Um, and uh, and, and <laughs> when when Hocus Pocus came out, guys. Oh, my mom was like, you loved Hocus Pocus when you were young. I really, I'm a Bette Miller, Miller fan. Or I was. Because <laughs> I don't really. Now, I'm just like, meh. You know. But, um, when I was growing up, I liked Bette Miller and the movie Beaches and, you know, I would watch all her stuff. I I actually am a, a fan of like theater and stuff like that and not like a big one, but, you know, we, we go to, uh, different shows and stuff like that as entertainment and stuff like I went to see, uh, not too long, ago I went to see Wicked, I wouldn't go now, but (laughs) my husband took me for my birthday one year, um, and it was very, very good singing, very good singing, um, and we went to see Lion King, and all that stuff, so basically, I'm just saying, like, uh, for those people who are theatrical, um, I have an appreciation for for actors that and and they're so talented too. Like they can sing and they can dance and they are funny. And, you know they can do comedy and you know what I mean. Like these people who have like real talent. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know it's a lost cause with social media and all of these people who have no talent and who are famous. <laughs> but I you know grew up in an era where people actually had talent um no they're still very talented people but so yeah my mom was like are you gonna watch that movie and I was like no (laughs) uh I absolutely will not watch a movie that's about witches and them wanting to you know eat kids um no I'm, I'm not gonna watch that that's completely not what I'm gonna watch and I'm not gonna show my kids that either yeah so um and yeah I don't celebrate Halloween and um I do know that Christmas has pagan roots I mean the reality is a lot of things have pagan roots so (laughs) so sometimes I feel like uh, if we get too caught in, it's not really sometimes. God has actually really revealed to me a lot about uh, people being legalistic, but yet they will not know Christ. Um, Christ will literally say I don't even know you. And in um, in the Bible, there was a group, I think they were called remember the exact name right now but it was a group of Jewish men who were going around um, and they were um, casting out demons in Jesus name and uh, what ended up happening was the demons was like uh, they ended up in, in Jesus in Paul's name. And, and the demons told them, oh, I know Jesus. We know who Jesus is and we know who Paul is, but who are you? So that that story in the Bible tells you and shows you that you cannot just have the word of God and just use the word of God and just use Jesus's name lacking the authority in it. And you lack the authority in it when you're when you don't know him. When you don't have his spirit. You can't do nothing. So um intimacy with Christ Jesus is everything, and when people try to just use his name to do whatever, and those guys, they felt like, I think they, I think the demons, like, overtook them or something, I mean, it, it did not, it was disastrous for them, it was not a good thing, you know, um, so, it is a warning, you know, for people just using, the name but they can use the name because they don't have the authority because they don't have intimacy you have to have the intimacy with christ jesus and when you have intimacy with christ jesus you will remove everything any and everything the holy spirit tell you is not of god and you need to get rid of you will do it not because you just like because you just love god and it's also for your protection because you got to understand like the enemy is the ruler of this world type of thing right so like and the protection is from him trying to legally attack you because he can legally he can legally attack you if you have idols if you have false idols in your home or you have false idols you know what i'm saying like he can do that that's why it's important for us as christians to be wiser to get rid of things that are not of god and to not to make sure that we don't have the double-mindedness you know um so yeah i just encourage whoever is listening to this to do that get rid of these things that's the holy spirit what you have in your home i still i do a clean sweet word of god says that god gives his children peace so if you are living a life and you can't find peace that is actually a promise that god gives his children so there's some things that you need to get rid of that's affecting your peace Mm mm-hmm so serious so, i sleep in peace i'm telling y'all this because i speak the word over my life speak the word lay down in peace oh lord because you keep me safe you know god is protecting you god is with you god is covering you he is in you the word of god says if you abide in me and i abide in you right and so i would always pray that and speak that to the, to jesus I want you to abide in me, and I abide in you, right? I want you with me always, you know, and uh, and he will be with you. He will do it. I'm telling you, God God is not a respecter of man. People think that, you know, oh, it's because you got this, and you got that, and you're educated, and you're articulate, and you're attractive, and you're, you know, but the word of God says that man looks at the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. So you have to understand if your heart is gunky, just filled with gunk. God sees it. God sees. God sees that. So so we have to remove some things, you know, even from our hearts. I pray too uh, to God all the time, like, remove and cleanse my heart, Lord, remove anything that, uh, I have allowed to go into my heart, you know, and, and receive that is not of you, you know, we need to continue cleansing, because we are human, we have human emotions, we make mistakes, you know, we're disruptive, uh, <laughs> We have a natural inclination for things that are bad for us. Like I was saying earlier, that I was praying to the Lord, like, why do we like all of these things? But a lot of times, it is our environment. Our environment teaches us, trains us, shows us, like, oh, everybody smoke. Like, when I when I grew up, not until I got to college was I around people where, where they didn't smoke. But, like, my whole life I was around people who smoked cigarettes. So not until I got to college was I around people were like, they were like, Lindsay, why do you smoke? Oh, that's such a disgusting habit <laughs> and all this. And I never, I never got ridiculed about smoking until I got to college. But also too, I wanted to go inside. I missed, I missed the whole part of my testimony was that, um, my friend, passed away. My best friend in the whole wide world, I knew her since middle school, well elementary school, sixth grade, uh, because in independence, they went up to sixth grade in in, um, elementary. But uh, they, uh, she passed away. It was the most heart, it was so heartbreaking um, to lose somebody so close to me like that. Who meant so much to me. I mean I spent summers with the girl, she spent summers with me. Like we were always together. Yeah, we were just we were just like sisters. And um and people people would be like like they didn't understand me and her connection because I was me, if you guys <laughs> Describe it like um when I would go places I, I've never had a problem with, with popularity, let's say. And so um when I came to the school she was the first year me and her weren't close though. Um not until later on did we get close because we lived by each other. We both had annoying little brothers and um uh, but may, may her brother, her brother pass, though, so may he rest in peace. But um, we both have brothers, and, and we both were mixed, right? So her mom was white, and her dad's black. And my mom is Mexican and white, and uh, my dad's black. And so, you know, um, we had that connection that's very unique, you know, when you have another mixed kid you know um growing up around you and like I would braid her hair and and, and different stuff like that because her hair was more you know my hair is more uh, wavy curly and her hair uh, was more uh coily and um and just thick honey and it would take me a minute, but I used to always do her hair and uh, do her hair in twisties and stuff like that. Then we would straighten her hair too and stuff, but she was, like, my bestie, though, um, and I could just be myself with her, and and she just got me, like, unlike in, any other people, like, she just got me and um close but she she had passed um right before I graduated college I had a hard time with it and uh oh she wasn't popular type she was like funny and short and chunky and you know this curly coily hair and um and she could be annoying, but she was really like a sister to me. <laughs> Ooh, she would get on my nerves, honey. But she was the. She was a very good friend to me, though. And, um. She was just like my sister. And, um. And when she passed, I took it. Really. Hard. It was very hard. My family, they're not people that really uh, talk about, like, if somebody passed at the time, they wouldn't, they didn't really acknowledge it. I feel like they didn't really acknowledge it because they were trying to be, you know, sensitive to me or whatever. And so I felt very alone at the time, too, with grieving her and i was mad at god for taking my best friend away you know and i was just like if this is what life is like being with you then i don't want you and when i thought that thought i had this coffee mug it was like laying outside of my i was coming home i came home i was right outside i was staying with my grandma at the time and I was right outside her house uh, parked across the street and the coffee mug fell and broke and shattered on the street and I remember um, hearing her voice tell me like no don't say that um, And basically, like, me having the unction, like, she letting me know God is really real. And you don't want to say that. You don't want to be without him. And I do remember having uh, a sense of what it would be like to be without God. He, He has shown me that. Some, some prophetic people, um, the things that God shows us is, can be really hard to grasp and understand and can even be traumatic. I mean, if I'm just being honest. Um, and all the things that God has shown me and told me or allowed me to sense and feel... Um, that was the worst feeling that i had ever felt um to be void of of god uh the worst and that has to be what hell feels like that has to be what hell feels like um what, void of god <laughs> i can't even i can't even and so um, after that, after I felt that and I realized the truth, I told the Lord, I said, I'm going to share the gospel. Like, I'm going to share the good news, that Jesus is the truth. And that was the first time that I really realized that Jesus was the truth. Like, like really. Um, and uh, I got baptized again. When I was 24 years old, there was a Church of Christ down the street from me, uh, from my grandmother's house, where I was staying out of college, and um, and I went there, and I and I, we had a Bible study one night, and I asked them about being re-baptized, and they were like, let's see what the Word of God says about being baptized, and so we looked up the scripture, it talks about being baptized, and it talks about um, complete submersion in the water. Um, And uh, so, I asked the pastor if I could be baptized then and there. And he told me yes. And so, we went over to the chapel because his house was right next to the church. We were at the Bible study of his house. It was right next to the church. And, um, Holy Ghost. And um and we went right next to we went to the chapel, got submerged under the water. I had to put like he he told me I don't think I went back home. I don't remember if I went, back I don't think I went back home. I just think I went right to it. But he might have told me to go get clothes to get wet or something. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> this is neither here nor there, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm messing this up. <laughs> so anyway, so I got submerged under. I'm thinking Jesus is going to come and see me. Okay, meet me. I got up out of the water. You know, you baptized and was, uh uh Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and you said you know Jesus says you're Lord and Savior and I, like, I do and he uh, dipped me down I thought Jesus was gonna come meet me in the water I did see him but um, it was so so faint that I I just thought it was my imagination but maybe he did meet me I don't know you know Sometimes we think it's just our imagination and it's actually God giving us a vision and giving us an image, showing us something, you know. Um, but that's what happens when you're like a spiritually numb that that you can't, that you don't even realize that it, it's, a, it's an encounter, you know. You can be so spiritually numb, you don't even recognize the spirit, you know, um, but yeah, that's for somebody, and, um, so, yes, I guess this would be where I could end it, (laughs) um, and I just pray that this word blesses you all, and I pray that you will do some searching in the word of God, to confirm whatever is hitting you out of this testimony and, uh, that you stay prayerful, stay in prayer and, uh, know that God will lead you to all truths. That's what his word promises as well. And so seek the thing out, you know, uh, and Matthew, I believe is seven seventh. He he says to ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find it and knock and it will be opened unto you. So ask, seek, and knock. Okay? Blessings in abundance to you. Thank you for listening. If this in any way blessed you, Be sure to um, share this podcast with other people and definitely uh, stay following, um, engage with this because when you do, I actually can um, receive a payment for uh, just, you know, this basically having it on Anchor.